All right. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. Wherever you are in the world, no matter what time it is, you are tuned in to the ABC7 Sports In Between the Lines podcast. Coming to you from the ABC7 studios of wonderful sunny Sarasota, Florida, even though it's not really sunny right now at the time of this recording. It's windy and it's dark outside, but no matter what, we appreciate the weather and we appreciate all of you for tuning in. I am the X Factor, Xavier McKnight. And I'm James Hill. And we have a special guest joining us in the studio today. He is one of our technical media directors here at ABC7. I believe I said your title right. Technical media producer, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technical media producer, excuse me on that one. But he's also been a godsend for us on Friday Night Footballs here uh, this year, this season in particular. And we've really enjoyed having him. The great work he's out there doing on the sideline, as well as the great work he's doing here all around here at ABC7, truly one of the superstars here at our station. Please welcome Mr. Sterling Kaplan to the show. Sterling, thanks for joining. We appreciate you. Yeah, anytime, guys. You know, it's been out there to shoot some uh, some good high school football, so thanks to you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Listen, before we get into the games, um, you know, as I was just telling you guys, Sterling's been out there. He's been capturing the game footage for us. And he's been doing a marvelous job week in and week out. But Sterling also did something else really special earlier in the year. As I told you guys the last time James and I came here, earlier this season on September 15th on that evening, I broke my wrist at Manatee High School in their game against Braden River. And Sterling was actually the man who came and picked me up and drove me to the hospital that night. And he stayed with me throughout the entirety of that night until we at least got my diagnosis and he drove me home. He was uh, truly there for me in an hour of need when I needed somebody to be there by my side. He didn't leave me at all. And I just wanted to take this time to publicly thank you and give you your flowers and just tell you how much I thank you and I appreciate you for that, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're welcome. You know, as soon as you called me, you know, we I was at Southeast High School. You know, it was getting close to send back video time. So I was like, hey, you know, Xavier's calling me. You know, he wants me to send back some video. So I picked up hey, Xavier, what's going on? He's like, yeah, I broke my wrist. So, you know, I was out there. You know, I'll do anything for you, Xavier. Hey, and feelings mutual, vice versa. You you guys have heard James and I say this before, and I'm sure James will also agree with me once again with what I'm about to say here. It is truly one big family here at ABC7. We truly have nothing but love for each other, and we just want the best for each other. And just once again, just wanted to take that moment to thank Sterling for that Um just being there for me and being there for our team, especially while I was out for seven weeks after having to have surgery and recover from home. He was there 100% during that moment. And there wasn't a week that he also didn't call and check up on me, just like James and many of our other members here at ABC7. So I just wanted to take that moment to publicly give you your flowers for that. And, gentlemen, let's go ahead and let's get into some of the game action now, right here, we're going to start off first before we get into the public school action because, Sterling, I know you're chomping at the bit for it because you've been out there on those sidelines, in particular in Venice this season. But we're going to start off with our private schools, and we have to say congratulations are in order to the Out of Door Academy Thunder football program. The boys brought it home this year, ladies and gentlemen, beating Lighthouse Private Christian Academy 33-14 to to win the school state championship. James was actually out there last Friday night. I had an opportunity to interview the head coach, Rob Hallway, and two team captains, Charlie Tack and Jack Myers, who came to the studio on Wednesday evening of November 15th. Thank you to those gentlemen as well. And we are hoping to have them on here in the future as well to talk about that big title win and just what the season was like as a whole because 
James, as you'll remember, these guys came out of nowhere last year going 9-1. and one. They lost to St. Stephen's in the postseason. It was an up-and-down regular season for the guys this year. But Coach Hallway was confident all the way, and the players as well, that as long as we get into the postseason and we get in, we have the ability to run the table and bring the gold home, and that's exactly what they did. James, I'll let you take it from here because you were out there on the sidelines, and you actually had a chance to speak with Coach before the game as well. Definitely. Uh, that That's a resilient football team. When you look at what they were able to do over at Out of Door Academy, it's, it's really special. Obviously, they won the championship, they won the trophy, and they did something they will always cherish and always remember. A uh, very good football team, and by the way, very good student athletes. Uh, just a, overall, a, a great situation over there at that particular school. They did have a time during the season where they hit a, a rocky road, so to speak, but then they were able to get things back together and cash in, if you will, with the state championship. Uh, kudos to the Out of Door Academy. And, uh, yeah, they uh, made sure they took care of business when it was time. Sterling, did you have a chance to cover ODA for us this year, or was that one of the schools you didn't touch? Yeah, no, that was not one of the schools that I touched this year at all. But if I understand it correctly, you are from the Suncoast area, correct? Um, I moved here about, like, a year and a half ago, two years ago. But So explain to me exactly what you believe this private school championship does for the community as a whole. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to downplay it by calling it a private school championship, but it is what it is, it's a private school championship. What do you think that does for the community as a whole? We know what it does for the school, but just for the community knowing, hey, we have state champions here as well. Yeah, you know, it's not every day, you know, you get to bring a, a state championship in any, in any sport. You know, back to back to your community. You know, whenever I was in high school, you know, you got the you got the cheerleaders having a pep rally. You got everyone in in tune with the game. So it just it brings everyone together. I feel like you know everyone is wearing colors. Everyone's wearing face paint at the game. You know, it brings everybody together. And I think that's what that's what sports does for everybody. You know, it brings communities together. It brings our people from all walks of life together. So definitely bringing a state championship local is definitely huge. I believe for the community. And like I said before, we're hoping to have those guys or even some different guys in Coach Holloway on later on here in the future on another episode here of the In Between the Lines podcast here at ABC7. Uh, another ch state championship game that happened last week. This one, however, did not go in favor of our Suncoast team. St. Stephen's losing in their title game last Saturday night to Mount Dora Christian Academy 28-7. to um, Had they won, they would have been bringing home back-to-back -back championships but that does not take anything away from the season that this team had. It's almost like this was the opposite here, James, because St. Stephen's, they had an up-and-down regular season last year. And this season in the regular season, they were dominant for the most part. And last year we saw them bring home the championship. This season they weren't able to bring it in. Yeah, that's a, uh, a very tough situation. You know, they won several games down the stretch. They went in feeling confident about it, I'm sure. And obviously they're a team that has been very good, a very successful program. They went on the road, and unfortunately they did not cash in, so to speak, with another state championship. But they will be back. They are a premier program. They have great coaching, and they always have good student athletes. They'll be back. Sterling, your thoughts on St. Stephen's here really quickly. Yeah, I got to cover uh, St. Stephen's um, earlier this year. I think I, it was a blowout victory. Their, their team was dominant. You know, just looking at the past three years, you know, they were 3-5 and five and, you know, 
2021, you know, move that up to six and five. And then for this year, for them to go eight and three, you know, they're on the up and up. So I think, you know, coming into the future, they're going to be that they're already kind of, you know, a powerhouse in this area anyway. You know, they just couldn't, you know, get to the final game or they were at the final game, but, you know, couldn't bring it home. But I think they definitely got to be on the lookout for them because they'll be coming quick. Yes, those guys, they are no strangers to success. Uh, I also want to thank Coach Brown for taking the time to have an interview with me last Friday as well, nearly 24 hours before the game, but they are no stranger to success. This would not have been the first time that they've had back-to-back state championships in that school's history. They are used to having success, so you can get used to seeing them around. Speaking of teams that are used to having success here on the Sun Coast, the Riverview Rams, all three of us have had a chance to go out to the Ram Bowl and cover that team this year, and we saw how special the talent is that they have on display. But they were taking on an opponent an opponent that they're usually familiar with with the Palmetto Tigers. Rams taking that W 49-20, and I believe that that is actually Coach Joshua Smithers' first huge victory in terms of the margin of defeat over the Palmetto Tigers. First, before we get into Riverview, let's just say congratulations to Palmetto on a good season. Um, Coach Marino retired at the end of last season, legendary coach there. And we had we had Coach West who came in, Coach Rashard West. And it's not an easy situation coming into things. And also, James, they lost one of their best players who I believe they were expecting to have this year. But they lost Zamarian Lane. He went over to Cardinal Mooney. Yeah, that's very tough. Whenever you lose one of your key pieces and he goes to another program, uh, you know, it's about who can fill that void. So they had a quarterback in, in Clayton Dees. They had a running game, and they had a good defense, and they were able to get through the most part of the season. But when they looked around, uh, Mr. Lang was not there anymore, and certainly he will be missed as he moves on with Cardinal Mooney and ultimately heads on to the SEC in South Carolina. But obviously he was, he was missed. And, uh, you know, that's a good program in Palmetto, and, and you'll see them again next year. They'll be back. Yeah, and Sterling, one of the big keys to victory for them, however, Braxton Thomas, that's a big boy carrying that football <laughs> at quarterback. Okay, does he not remind you a little here of Josh Allen, Ben Roethlisberger, just Cam Newton, the way his body's built and the way he can just barrel downhill running with the football? That's a big guy that they're trying to bring down out there. You had a chance to really get an up-close view of him this year as well. Yeah, I did. You know, when, when some big boy like that starts running down the field, if he if he he's sneaking that ball and you know you want trying to get out the way, you make sure he slide. You make sure he slides on every first down or something like that. But I was also wanted to mention I was at uh, Palmetto versus Riverview game in September when it was a crazy game, fifty two to fifty two to forty two, a back and forth battle. I was there. You know, both of these teams, by the way, you know, Palmetto's not going to bow down to nobody during that that game, and neither was Riverview. So I just want to mention that 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 was a great game to be a part of. To be able just to witness that, and you know, like I said, they're two teams you want to be looking out for in the future because they're not going to back down to nobody. They're going to keep on keep on rolling. And guys, I've also taken this podcast live on my Facebook page, or not my Facebook, my Instagram page right now. One of the guys tuning in right now is our very own ABC Seven, Brendan Mackey. Brendan, what's up? <laughs> we're we're uh, hoping to have here. hoping to have Brendan joining us uh, very soon as well. Um, hello to everybody in the chat room there. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. And you guys can catch us on our platforms as well. We'll be dropping those links here a little later. But Riverview, 
Got a tough opponent this week, James. It's our ABC7 Sports Game of the Week. They're traveling to Manatee High School. Hurricanes defeating Charlotte 38-0. All 38 of those points came in the first half, by the way. So they, they were nice, and they decided in the second half, we're, we're, just, we're not going to take our foot off the gas here necessarily, but we're not going to run the scoreboard up on you guys necessarily. Uh, James, just your quick thoughts here on Manatee's victory before we get into a breakdown of Riverview and Manatee tomorrow night, which should be a thriller. Manatee has a quality program. When you go out to Manatee and you look around and you see what they have with Coach Jaquez Green and, and Andrew Heidel and a lot of the uh, weapons, so to speak, on that ball club, very skilled, very talented. It's like another college program. And just, just as well as Riverview and some of the other schools, Palmetto and obviously Venice in this area. But definitely uh, 38 in the first half, going out, scoring a lot, potent offense. And uh, they are going to be a very tough out. Yeah, now let's get into the breakdown of the matchup here tomorrow night between the Hurricanes and the Rams here. Like I said, this should be a thriller, 100%. Um, two teams that had some strong regular seasons, great quarterback play you're going to see. But Manatee's defensive front, James and Sterling, you both have had a chance to see it this year. And, James, we first saw it last year, that Manatee front, and we knew that they were going to be a problem coming in this season, and they were even more of a problem. Those are some big boys up front, and they know how to get stops. They know how to get stops to the point that, there are goal line stands. You think that you, you may have half of a yard or a yard to go, and you might not necessarily get it in on these guys. Uh, Sterling, your thoughts here really quickly. Also, another point to make here about Manatee, they got some playmakers on offense as well. It's not just one or two guys. They, they got some weapons out there on that field. You know, you talk about Manatee, you know, as you know, if you look at the recent schedule, they're winning by big numbers. Their defense is, is locking up. They're, they're getting down, and they're locking people up, you know, just by – I know just Jane's been covering them throughout all this this whole season. It's always, you know, Manatee is, you know, game of the week or, you know, James is exclusively covering that area. So I think we definitely got to be on the lookout for him, you know, coming down to the crunch time. You know, we're getting close to state championship uh, time. So I think you definitely got to keep an eye on them. And I think that, um, you know, their last victory was 49 zip. So. You gotta be, you gotta be on the lookout for boys that are putting up those kind of numbers. And listen, as we said before, this is our ABC Seven Sports Game of the Week. James and I will have previews of this tomorrow night at five and six p.m. And of course, we'll have that recap tomorrow night on Friday night game night on ABC Seven News at eleven. You'll want to tune in for that. You know, this is a very interesting game. It's a game. It's in the back of my mind. I can't stop thinking about it because you have two good programs. Two great coaches, great human beings, and the student athletes, they're very nice. And the problem is, if it's a problem or however you see it, they're scheduled and they have to play each other. And it's the playoffs. It is what it is. One team moves on, one team goes home. For our Suncoast viewing area and for our market and for everyone here, man, this is really the game. Uh, you look at Manatee County, you look at Sarasota County, the players, you know, Braxton and, and the running back, DJ, and, and, and on the other side, Mr. Bean, Mr. Pender, and, and, and Heidel, and, and Farrakhan, and all these guys. What a game. 
Yeah, expect the stadium to be jam-packed for that one. And here's one thing we do know for sure about next week. One of these two teams is going to be playing. That's the one thing we do know. We don't know where they're going to be playing yet, but that gets us into where they possibly could be playing. And I know Sterling's been waiting for this part of the show because he was out there for this game last week as he's been out there for many of these games. The Venice Indians... It's that time of the year, folks. It's business time. They routed Lakewood Ranch in the first round last week, 53-6. to uh, That rushing attack of Alvin Johnson III and Jamaris Wilder, that's, that's something special. But Jaden Glasser, their quarterback, he can really throw that football. Sterling, let's start this time off with you with just what you were able to see out there while you were out there covering this matchup for us. You know, just a Venice's hurry-up offense is, is something that, defenses have not been able to figure out you know they throw by the 50 you know in four or five seconds all their guys are ready to snap the ball they are quick they are a tough they all know it's their strategy but they are throwing defenses off with this hurry up offense and they have weapons everywhere running back wide receiver they are not lacking one position i don't think they are strong consistently across the board on offense yeah that secondary those guys are special too and one of the things we saw with our abc7 sports play of the night last week james they know how to do a really good job of simply paying attention to detail at any and all times our play of the night last week was a tip drill interception basically it was a and thank you to Sterling for capturing that <laughs> moment, of course. But that was a tip drill interception. The initial defender tips the ball. Then there's a secondary defender. He keeps it alive. Then the defender comes back down with it. That's not a routine play you usually see. What you usually see defenses do when they get a tip drill, they'll take it if it's a pass deflection. They'll be like, oh, man, should have been able to get that in as a pick, but we'll be able to bring it in next time. No, these guys were not satisfied unless they got that interception. And then that just goes to tell you what Venice football is all about. It's the practice, it's the preparation, it's the consistency. Venice, man, they're it. Like, you can just see it when you look at this team. Uh, and, and Sterling uh, had a, a phenomenal video, one of our best of the season. Uh, you know, the juggling app, act, the tap, and he secures it, and he's gone. You know, and, and that's special. And you really have to be ready to play when you see Venice because, like he said, offensively, they can throw it around. They, 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 they play with pace. And then on the defensive side, they can really get after it. Very, yeah, you know, very to James's, good team. To James's point, you know, I, whenever I'm out there, I couldn't tell you how much teams don't get even past the 45-yard line. This team doesn't let nobody – their defense is crazy to deal with. I Was at Lakewood Ranch? I don't think Lakewood Ranch even went to the red zone that game. They were – you know, this team is crazy on defense, and they're, they're going to shut you down, and they're going to – do it all four quarters, all 12 minutes. They are not going to stop. They're just going to keep going 110% every single play of every single game. So, ladies and gentlemen of our listening audience, Sterling called me multiple times last week telling me what was going on with this game, especially at a point when Venice was up 22-0. to And I'm like, okay, does it look like that the Mustangs may be able to get something going here? Because these are two local teams, and we want to be fair, and we want to try to give both teams an opportunity to have a nice highlight in the game. But at some point, he had to also get out of there so that we could get the footage back for you last week on TV. And there was not a point where there was a highlight, unfortunately, for those Mustangs. But before we close this one out on this game, let me just say congratulations to Lakewood Ranch on being able to get into the postseason because their regular season started out pretty rocky, to say the least. And for them to be able to make up for this and be able to make the postseason, 
it's a it's pretty remarkable in a way. So I'll just leave it at that for those young men. But listen, it's playoff time, and we know what time it is for Venice. It, we we know what time it is every single year with them. Speaking of teams who we thought we knew what time it was, I was wrong on this one. Uh, Booker High School, Soda Dame, as you guys love to call yourselves, Tornado Alley. Guys, please don't get mad at me, but I really didn't think you were going to beat Fort Meade last week. And, and, and I'm sorry for saying that, but Fort Meade came into this game 9-0. and But as we learned, James, the strength of your schedule and the opponents you play, they matter. Booker didn't just go in and beat Fort Meade on, like, some last-second field goal. No. They dominated this matchup 33-17. to And I feel pretty strongly in saying that neither one of us expected that. Yeah, Booker is a very interesting team. Imagine getting on, on two buses and going away to play a high school football playoff game. Um, so your fans, your, your teachers, your, everybody wishes you well, and then it's just us against the world mentality. So when you pull up, that entire team, everybody is there is waiting on you. And that team was 9-0, and right? Uh, that's where Andrew McCutcheon, who we know from the Pittsburgh Pirates organization, he grew up there, he played there. A very good community here in Florida. And so they were able to go in there and they came out victorious, you know, and, and that's special. And, and when they left here, they had a look in their eyes. They, they looked confident, but I, on the, I was unsure if they would pull it out. And they did, you know, so uh, they have another tough test this week. And, uh, you know, it, it's about taking it one game at a time, as the coaches say. And as you said, James, I mean, it's nice that they had that confident look in their eye. It's almost like they were just waiting to get into the postseason themselves, very similar to Out of Door Academy, because we did not know going into the last week of the regular season if that team was even going to make the playoffs, meaning the Booker Tornadoes. But they were able to get that victory that they needed to get, and they got in. And last week they went in and they shocked everyone, and they went in and they beat the Fort Meade Miners. And as you just pointed out, they're playing at Lemon Bay this week against an opponent they've already seen here in the regular season. Losing that matchup 26-18, to it would not shock me if Booker goes in and gets another upset victory next week. Um, Sterling, just your thoughts here really quickly on Booker, the Tornadoes, and what Coach Littles has been able to build over there in just two years of being at that program. Because before you answer that, James knows this. In 2021, that team was basically almost on a doormat level. They were. It was not good what was going on over there for a few years. And he comes in and he instantly changes the culture and how those young men approach the game. And James and I, we've been out there at those practices, and we see how intense things can get. But those guys have completely bought into what it is that he's teaching. You know, Coach Little's doing a great job. You know, just to Xavier's point, in 2021, for people who don't know, Booker went 0-8, zero wins. For Coach Little to come in and turn this team around to a 7-4 and winning program, you know, that, that's huge that you can get a coach to come in that quickly with players he don't know, students he doesn't see every day, you know, getting into that routine. But also, you know, that's the, you know, when they play that Fort Meade, I'm familiar, I'm saying that right, um, you know, that's the beauty of the playoff, you know. You, you win, you move on, you lose, you're out, you know. That's the, that's the beauty of the, the sport of the playoff. You know, you got to bring your A game, and just so happened that, you know, Booker brought it all to the table. So we'll see if the Tornadoes can bring it home tomorrow. But, I mean, that 26-18 to 18 regular season close matchup right there, it gives me 
gives me reason to believe that uh, James and I may be talking about Booker again on Black Friday evening. So, you know, we wish the Tornadoes the best of luck here. Um, one team I want to give a shout-out to, the uh, Parish Community High School Bulls football program. They went on the road last week at Naples, and unfortunately they lost their playoff game. It was a route, unfortunately, but that was the program's first ever playoff game in their program's history, ladies and gentlemen. So Coach Clark and company, they're building something really special over there as we see it right now. So a huge congratulations to those guys on a regular season and something that I really believe is building into something special, James. That's a very good program, uh, a nice environment, a brand-new building, a brand-new school. They have the resources, good coaching, and the students have bought into it. And its, it's success is, is showing so far. So now they want to take it to the next level, and uh, they're going to be a program to watch. And, Sterling, one of those programs that uh, Parrish honestly reminds me of is a program that you covered quite a bit for us this year, the uh, – Northport Bobcats, that football program, we saw them get some things turned around this year too. They're not going to the postseason. Well, they weren't in the postseason, I should say. But it's not because they weren't a good football team. It's simply because they weren't independent this year. But you had a chance to watch that program. And the reason I compare Parrish and Northport together, they both came in with these young programs two to three years ago, even though Northport's been around a lot longer than Parrish. The players who are a part of that program coming in young and really having to learn the game. And you saw those Parrish players even with this new first-year head coach that they have, learning the game, getting better. And we're seeing the same thing in Northport, too. We've really, we really had a chance to see some really good football here on the Sun Coast this year. You know, yeah, when I, when I traveled down to Northport, you know, this year it just felt like the vibe was different there from past seasons where people were telling me is because, you know, it's Xavier's pouring, you know, 2022, 0-7 year, 2021, 2-8, you know, so – and for them to finish this year at 6-4 and four with a winning record, even just a little positive, you know, not every season's got to end in the win of the big game at the state championship. But even if you just get a winning record, that puts some momentum into your freshmen, your sophomores that come back, your coaches. They believe in you. They trust you. You know, gaining that trust, I think, with this, with this team is going to go good in the future for the next couple of years with these, you know, some of the younger guys. But definitely they had a great season this year from two years ago. And then while I was there at their homecoming, the announcer actually said this is – the most we've, crowd we've had here in the last two years. So that they were there packed. Everyone was there. Stands were almost standing room only whenever every single game I went to. So I think definitely in the future you're going to have to look out for this team. I had a chance to go down to Northport on the evening of September 7th when they hosted IMG Academy White, and I saw a pretty good crowd out there as well. And that was on a Thursday night. That's a school night. Those kids had to get up the next day and come to class. But it just goes to show when you put good results out there on that field and you it, turns out to be that on the scoreboard as well, the people will come out and they will turn up for those games. So uh, just a huge kudos to these programs that we see building their way up or building their way back up to something special here. We have two more matchups that we want to tell you about happening this week. Uh, IMG Academy is hosting St. Francis tomorrow, James, and we will be on tap for that game as well. This is not a playoff game, though, ladies and gentlemen. This is just simply IMG's closing to the season. Yeah, IMG National, uh, a very uh, solid program, uh, one of the best in the country, and they'll be ready to play. And you know when they're at home, they're almost unbeatable. And, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a good night for the Ascenders, uh, they would say. And so uh, we'll uh, have some information on that 
on Friday night. Sterling, do you want to take any um, early guesses at what the final score of this matchup could possibly end up being? And I say that because for, for those who are not familiar, I had the chance to give you the highlights last year of an IMG Academy National Home game where they won 96-0. Now, I don't believe that's necessarily going to be on the scoreboard tomorrow night, but, you know, I just want to see, you know, with this team full of five stars that this team has, I mean, what exactly do you expect to see on the scoreboard tomorrow night, also considering it's their last game of the season? Well, just to point out, IMG, everyone knows IMG is powerhouse every single year. You know, I'm just looking at my phone right now, and I see that they got a lot of guys on the top ESPN 100 list. <laughs> you know, people are here committed to Georgia, top top programs. So, you know, obviously you hope you hope that is a, a good contest. But, you know, last year I do remember that, that crazy score last year. But, you know, I hope it's a competitive game. You know, I don't want no one to get, you know, blown out like that. But just by looking at their schedule, I think final score would be like, 35-7 is my, is my guess. I'm going to go 28-10 to 10 on that one. I'm going to pick IMG to win it. And just to add some more context to that game before, you know, we asked James to give his prediction on things, all 96 of those points were scored in the first half in that matchup last season. Now, that did not happen against St. Francis Academy, but I'm just saying this is, this is what you expect when IMG hits the field. They do not play any games. James, we've had an opportunity. Sterling, I don't know if you have, but I know for a fact James and I have. We've been able to tour that facility, and we see there are some colleges that don't have facilities that are as nice as what we see over there. They are getting top-of-the-line treatment, top-of-the-line nutrition, top-of-the-line equipment to work with. They are not playing games over there. Yeah, IMG, uh, how can I put it in words? It looks like a, a tech environment with state-of-the-art uh, sports facilities. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, and top-notch field, top-notch environment, uh, they have the best of the best. And just from uh, my sneak, uh, my little, little peek of what I was able to see there covering the football games, phenomenal environment. And uh, IMG, their name precedes them. So when you think about them, you know they have the best of the best. And, uh, yeah, IMG, the Ascenders. And as I said, we'll be on tap tomorrow evening for that matchup. We'll have highlights from that game. Uh, one more key matchup to tell you about this week before we get into some more notes for the week. Cardinal Mooney Cougars are back in action this week. They had a first-round bye last week. That's how good the regular season was for Cardinal Mooney this year, going 8-2 and two in the regular season, having players on that team like Zy Lang, Zamarian Lang, Teddy Foster, Coach Clark, they're doing a great job over there. We're going to have a preview of that matchup coming up tomorrow on ABC 7 News at 5 and 6 p.m. on Friday, November 17th. Just uh, letting you guys know that at the time of this recording here. But they're taking on Lakeland Christian. The Vikings are coming down. And this is a team, as Coach Clark told me earlier this week, he is expecting them to run the ball pretty heavily. And he's also expecting a nice defensive performance. But I believe Cardinal Mooney's going to pull this one out. Yeah, Lakeland is an area with some pretty good athletes. Uh, we see what Lakeland High School has been able to do. But in this case, it's, it's Lakeland Christian. Uh, they run the ball. They throw it around a little bit. And, and they meet you at the line of scrimmage. And they're going to get after it. you know. But it's something about the atmosphere at Cardinal Mooney. The fans are there. 
the team shows up, and I don't think they want to go home and eat turkey at this point. <laughs> I think they want to play another week and still eat some turkey, right? Yes, absolutely. And before Sterling chimes in here, what we want to make note of is should Cardinal Mooney win their game tomorrow night? We know that they will play next week. However, there are some things that have to fall into place for them to have a home game, I believe. So we don't know if they'll be home or away, but of course this is only if they win next week. Sterling, you've had a chance to get a look at these Cougars as well here this season. I mean, what can you just say about what you've seen from these guys out there on the field? You know, I've been able to see that these guys, they love to run the ball. You know, they're rushing, you know, senior, you know, Carson Beach, he's got right now, it looks like 16 rushing touchdowns currently at this moment, so... Like you said, Coach, you talk to Coach, he says he's going to run that football. I don't doubt it. He's going to run that ball. And, you know, I think it should be a, I think it should be a very, very close game. And I think it will be a, a great contest for people to watch. And even though rushing yards, he's averaging 103 yards per game rushing. So I think, you know, it's going to be definitely a good matchup. And who knows so much teams were good here on the Sun Coast. Everyone is, everyone is just – pretty solid this year well this is the first time i've seen it like this i have to emphasize that james i mean we we've been at this thing now for two years now getting a look at these teams and some of the teams who we saw some of the teams we haven't mentioned like bayshore high school they didn't make the playoffs this year but we saw some good football coming out of bayshore at times and like they've been a they have been a doormat for so long. I, I can't call this season a doormat for them. So this has been a very enjoyable season of Suncoast football, to say the least. But one other thing to watch out for Cardinal Mooney and James, this has been some of our ABC7 Sports Play of the Nights because they're so good at this. Watch out for the ball hawks in that secondary on that defense. They love to pick you off, and then they love to run it all the way back to the house to give them six. Both of your guys, uh, you're talking about Zai Lang, South Carolina Gamecocks commit, and then you're talking about the Teddy Foster, uh, Go Gators, as he would say. And both of those gentlemen, if you throw the ball in their direction or you don't take care of the ball, they'll make you pay. And so you have to kind of game plan for that, and you have to account for them because they will be there and they will be ready, and, and, and they are, as they say in the sports world, they're a problem. All right, we're uh, wrapping up the football games. There are some uh, more headlines to tell you guys about that uh, James and I were able to get into this week. A huge congratulations to uh, Bradenton Christian School's head football coach, Nate Strauderman. His first year at the helm, leading the team to a 7-2 and record, the second best in school history. Uh, we were able to catch up with him earlier this week, did a nice story on him, and the story is just so beautiful when you really think about it. This story we did this week was a follow-up to a story I initially brought back in August, how he turned down a job on Terry Bowden, and for those who don't know, that is the late, great Bobby Bowden's son. He turned down a job on his coaching staff at a college to stay here and coach on the Sun Coast because Nate's father, the late, great Elton Strauderman, who is known as a coaching legend here on the Sun Coast for years at Sarasota High and Bradenton Christian, his dream was for his son to coach high school football here on the Sun Coast. And unfortunately, Elton passed away in early of 2022. But Nate has lived up to that dream, and I'm sure his father is very proud where wherever he is in the spirit world right now just a huge accomplishment for him to be able to get that done. Yeah, Strotterman uh, following in the legacy and in the tradition of his, his late great father. Uh, I went over there, phenomenal program, 
nice facilities, uh, good student athletes, top-notch experience. Uh, and, and by the way, they did go over to ODA a few weeks ago and get one. Uh, but they're going to be another team to watch. They didn't get it done this year late. But, but keep your eyes on Bradenton Christian. Uh, he's a very nice young man, and uh, he's got a lot of football left to coach in his life. He, he's, he's, he's a good one. And we have to put the emphasis on young man because Sterling was in the TMP hot seat earlier this week when I brought this story, and he's in my earpiece, and he's in my headset here, and he's like, Xavier, how old is this coach? Folks, if you see him, he doesn't look a day over – I would say 16 or 17 years old. <laughs> hey, um, that's that's no disrespect or any shade in any way whatsoever to him. You know, we love Coach Nate here at ABC7, and we thank him for everything. But this is a relatively young guy. He is in his early to mid-20s. And once again, this is very similar to the story of Coach Clark, in my opinion, being a first-year coach to be able to come into a program and get people to buy in. Sterling, I mean, what do you expect to see from Bradenton Christian in the future? You know, just to even, you know, that was a great story you just told. You know, even for him to turn down a college maybe offer to come to high school, just to tell you how, you know, what's going on with their athletic department, their athletic director, you know, I would say to turn down that is, is huge. So that definitely tells something about Brandon Christian. So, and, yeah, I did think he was, like, 24, 20. He's probably 24, 25, but he definitely looks young. All you need to know is that one of our – producers here one of our news producers Karina Torlici she went to high school with him and we know that Karina is in her 20s so that just goes on to tell you how young he is and James I see how you're looking at me right now see there was the initial story we did back in August the story ran on our good morning Sunco show as it always does thank you to those guys for the great job that they do as well and Karina sent me a text and she was like I'm glad you did a story on Nate I went to high school with him at Braden River. And my eyebrows raised when I saw that, too. So I understand the look very much, James. But also, there are some more congratulations to give out because the District Player of the Year is also right here on the Sun Coast, Mr. Jaden Glasser. We told you about him a little earlier, the star quarterback at Venice committing to Central Michigan. James, I'll let you take the floor from here because you did a wonderful Athlete of the Week piece on him. He's a special person. Uh, when you look at uh, his attributes – uh, his measurables and the way he carries himself, and he can throw the ball around. He can manage a game. He's going to be a good college player. Uh, just a high-character guy from what I see so far. He's smooth. Uh, he, he's a hard worker. He gets after it. He has all the attributes. Uh, you, when you think about a football player and a quarterback, he's that guy. Uh, Kind of like uh, when, when you look at Braxton over at, at Riverview, same thing, but this is a different type. He's a prototype. He can play. And uh, you've had an opportunity to see him a lot this year. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, back to James' point, I think, I think Central Michigan, you know, they got an underdog here. You know, he's, definitely, he's not even ranked in any, anything I could find online. So I think, I think he's one of those underrated guys that's going to do great things at the college level, you know, just by – you know, looking up some stats, you know, 21 touchdowns, 2,100 yards. You know, when I see him on that hurry-up offense, he, he's, he's leading this offense. He knows he's engaged even when he's off the field. The defense is on. He's engaged in the game all the time. So he's, he's, lead, he's one of the leaders on this primetime Venice team. So I think just with that, I think that he's going to do very good things in college. 
Yes, uh, congratulations to Jaden Glasser once again, and uh, best of luck tomorrow night against Immokalee. That will be Venice's opponent tomorrow night. That game starts at 7.30. We're going to prepare to get out of here pretty soon, but one of the things I want to go ahead and let our listeners know about is I know that some of you have been asking, when are you guys going to get into some basketball? When are you guys going to start putting some hoops on TV? Well, that will be starting next week. I'm not going to tell you what school I had the chance to go out to this evening and attend their practice, but there is some hoops coming your way starting next week. James and I will be on tap for that. Sterling's also going to be on tap for that because Sterling's been asking me for about a month now when does basketball season start, and I definitely want to be involved in that. So, you know, we thank you in advance for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, high school football, there's something different about some high school football. High school basketball, you know, I was whenever – just a quick little story. Whenever I was in high school, uh, Nazir Little was still in high school at um, Orlando Christian, and I was – and when he played in Oviedo – and actually, I got a picture I'm going to show you guys. Me and uh, Roy Williams was actually was actually there at the game. So I took a picture with Coach Williams of UNC when he was still there. So, you know, I've been uh, – when I, I used to play high school, uh, basketball in high school. So love the uh, – high school basketball is just – the electricity is always there every game. So I'm definitely looking forward to the season coming up. What position did you play? You know, I was playing like shooting guard, small forward kind of thing. I was going back and forth. But so, that, that's what I was playing the you know three of the four. So you had three. like you had like this hybrid Clay Thompson type thing <laughs> that was going on. Yeah, basically, yeah, that's what I had going on. All right. Well, once again, we're looking forward to bringing you guys some basketball action next week. We know that there will be some high school football action next week as well. We do not know who is playing yet, but also soccer season's underway. We're going to get out there. We're going to hit the fields for that as well. Wrestling, weightlifting, we didn't forget about you guys either. We're coming. Don't worry about it. As James has been saying from day one, when we took our trip all around the state to the great stations we have, hey, we coming. Just like Coach Prime says over at Colorado. Huge thank you to Sterling for joining us this evening. We're looking forward to having you back on as well. But until next time, I am the X Factor, Xavier McKnight. And I'm James Hill. And I'm Sterling Kappen. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Thank you, everyone.